0: are locked on wildcats your daily podcast on the arizona wildcats part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: happy friday everyone and thanks for keeping it locked on wildcats i'm your host mike luke And you know what? Generally, we get Rob on Thursday, but a couple things happened yesterday and Rob is an adult. So we decided we'd get Rob Lance on better late than never on Friday, less than 24 hours, excuse me, about 24 hours after uh, the U of A new head coach has been announced, Mr. Tommy Lloyd and Rob. I am in on this hire. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that this would get bungled the longer it waited. You always hear the term that time kills all deals. But at the end of the day, Arizona got their man. And honestly, I'm all in on it. I'm all in on the Tommy Lloyd era beginning.
0: I'm right there with you. I'm excited. As far as the candidates that were um, the more realistic ones that had been mentioned, he was one of the ones that was very top of my list, if not at the very top of my list. Uh, he checks a lot of those boxes, Mike, that we've been talking about um, both on and off the court, I think. Now, I know you were talking uh, with Jody Ayler a little bit earlier this week, and both of you guys were talking about um, just having a more exciting style of basketball. And, you know, from some of the things that we know about Gonzaga already, some of the quotes that have come out from Lloyd already, too, I think we're going to start heading back to that more up and down, up-tempo start of, you know, kind of basketball that, people from our generation that saw those classic loot teams kind of grew accustomed to wanting and and seeing, and that that's something that right away got my excitement going.
1: I was uh, talking, I was talking with uh, our mutual friend, John Schuster about this, and he made an interesting point. When you watch Gonzaga play, when you watch their offense, you never think that anything is archaic about it. Now, Some of their issues have been in the past that, well, you know what? Sometimes they don't have the athleticism to be able to compete. And I think at the very, very highest level, and I think you saw that to a certain extent against Baylor. But I don't believe that that's going to be a problem for Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. And I think you're going to see a far more up tempo. And more of a semblance of offense out there where you're utilizing passing angles, spreading the court, shooters. I think you're going to see an aesthetically much more cohesive brand of basketball and something that you and I and people in our age group and older were accustomed to watching growing up.
0: I completely agree with that. I also think that, you know, you look at a guy in that national championship game, who's the one guy that looked like he belonged for Gonzaga? It was Jalen Suggs, right? And that's the type of athlete that you can get at Arizona. Um, I think it was Dana O'Neill at uh, theathletic.com that had written about, you know, you're not going to see Arizona turn into Gonzaga it might be a monster version of Gonzaga. If, if Lloyd hit, if this is a home run higher and Lloyd not only plays that style of basketball, but gets that extra higher level of elite recruit, you could really be seeing something that turns into being something special. Now I don't want to put too much pressure on him, And, you know, of course it's the honeymoon period right after you, you kind of uh, get this higher, but Mike, that's kind of the eventual expectation that I might have, uh, for this sort of thing, where you're looking at Gonzaga and you're like, okay, you've been the best program on the West Coast. Arizona has some different intangibles that they're working with. They have a, you're, you're playing a different type of game if you're Arizona. They have the facilities, of course. They have the national exposure. Gonzaga has both of those things too. What Gonzaga doesn't have that Arizona can provide is that conference prestige, uh, that kind of coast to coast, you know, you're going to be on TV a lot sort of thing. There was sometimes Gonzaga was on, was playing, you know, against St. Mary's in a, in a matchup of two top 25 teams, but it just wasn't on any national television anywhere where I think that, you know, you can start to sell that playing in the pac 12 against, you know, other name brand teams like Oregon and UCLA, That could be kind of that trump card that pushes Arizona back over the hump and uh, and gets them maybe into some recruiting homes that uh,
1: they wouldn't that Gonzaga just couldn't. And let's be honest, as cool as Gonzaga is and as impressive as they've been in this during this run, Gonzaga still doesn't have quite the sex appeal that Arizona does. I mean, heck, even in the Sean Miller era, there was a time there for about a four year window where you know what. Arizona was going to have better players than you, and they probably were going to beat you. Now, that was short-lived, and that wasn't nearly as aesthetically pleasing as loot. but you can get a higher caliber of athlete. And I think that Arizona, and this might not be the right term, but I've been thinking about it, Arizona's got more of an edge to it in a good way than Gonzaga does when Arizona is flowing and playing at its highest level.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that edge is is right there with you. And you look again at some of the comments that um, I think Jason Shear put up, kind of a a breakdown of of Lloyd's talk with some of the alumni. Uh, that they had. And that's one of the things that he talked about. He talked about nastiness on defense. And of course we saw that from Miller teams, but it wasn't always on the other end of the court that it wasn't aesthetically pleasing where here, I think that you could get the best of both worlds. I think that you can get some of that flexibility that we've been asking for. You can get some of that shooting into passing lanes, but you're also going to get, you know, those turnovers that turn into fast break points. So that nastiness on one end that turns into kind of a free flowing sort of good offense On the other end, I've been doing a little bit of reading since the Lloyd stuff came up on Mark Few's offensive philosophy, and it's very, very similar uh, to some of the Roy Williams secondary break sort Mm -hmm. of stuff, except for few uh, wants to get the ball in the post, maybe a little bit more than than Williams did. But the first key point that he wants to do after turning the ball over or even after a made basket. Bigs are running right to the front of the rim and you're going to have guys that are big and strong on the inside that hopefully have a little bit more athleticism uh, than some of those uh, Gonzaga bigs that then can do some stuff within that, you know, mini arc there inside the five foot circle uh, around the hoop. And and that's something that is just really exciting for me that a team is going to push the tempo, use their athleticism on both ends of the court. Mike, that's something we've been begging for for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, on the other side, let's talk a little bit about kind of the demeanor of Tommy Lloyd. And I've done a little bit of research on him, and I watched him during an alumni presser. And there were, I had a couple takeaways from that. Let's talk about that. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by my mentor, Rob Lance. All right. So this was my first real time getting to watch Tommy Lloyd at the alumni Zoom. And being able to just kind of watch him at the presser. And you know what I liked when I watched Rob is that there was a a quiet confidence to him. And it again, I don't want to compare anybody to loot because that's not fair. Again, that's one of the top 15 coaches to ever walk a sideline. But the demeanor I thought the demeanor was somewhat interesting and in that you very rarely saw Lute Olson just lose it. Now, he would certainly get on his players. I mean, I think all the time about him just getting on Salim Stoudemire left and right, and there would be that favorite guy that he would, you know, go after. But there was never a point where you just looked at it and you're like, man, he lost it. He's out of control. And I watched, when I watched Tommy Lloyd I got the sense of a guy that was going to take on some of the demeanor of his coach and Mark Few, and that I think you're going to see a lot more learning experiences. You know, when a call doesn't necessarily go your way, he's going to let the official know that, hey, you blew that call, but then he's going to talk to his player, and that'll be 70% of the conversation about why he, the player even put himself in position right there. I think you're going to see a drastically different demeanor out there And I think it's a demeanor in the 21st century that I think resonates more with kids. Now, again, I'm not sitting here and saying that there isn't a time to yell because there definitely is a time to yell. But I think in the year 2021, the Bobby Knight era of, you know, kind of the clenched fist and, you know, you will do what I say. Otherwise, I'm going to pretend to, you know, push you or something. I just don't know that that necessarily flies with kids and honestly, I think that you get more of a positive reaction from kids when you talk to them like an adult, but at the same time, you also let them know that I'm still the one in charge here, Rob.
0: Totally. And I think that that's the the teaching point is is key to that. You know, what's one of the things, if we want to just bring up Olsen again, which we're going to continue to do just because he is the figurehead of this uh, of this program and got it all started. He started out as an actual teacher, Mike, not as a coach. He was a teacher and the best coaches are teachers of some way, you know, they, they use situations to train and, you know, kind of prop up uh, the guys that are around them and and use that as learning situations. One of the things that, you know, I I didn't get a chance to see that press conference that you're talking about or the meeting um, with some of the basketball alumni. uh, But I could definitely see it in just some of the ways or the ways that uh, Lloyd has been described in a lot of the articles uh, that I've read. One of the things I think, too, that you get from that sort of demeanor is that, okay, you're moving on. You're 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 upset with maybe a call or a play, but it's over and you're moving on. You're not dwelling on it for the next two or three minutes before the next media timeout. Um, It's not as a, a, a combative sort of sort of thing where you know you kind of maybe lose the plot while your players are are out there or you you maybe miss something else important going on in a game because you're screaming at the officials three or four possessions later. Now is there a time and place for that? Possibly. I mean is that gonna happen to any coach? Probably from time to time, but if you can limit it and use it as teaching situations and move on, that that's kind of what you want in let's face it, I mean, in a in a coach, in a teacher, in a boss, in a friend, in a family member, I mean, there's always, you know, just let things go sometimes is the best way and learn from it and, and just move on to whatever the next best thing is.
1: I posted this on Facebook a while back, and I, oh, a couple days ago, a while back, I'm getting old, but um, I wanted to read a quote from Dean Smith, and he said, When you make a basket, you point to the player who threw the pass. That applies to not just basketball, but everything we do. No one makes it through life without lots of assists. And when you look at guys like Dean Smith, when you look at guys like Lute Olson, there's a reason that these players in Arizona basketball, especially with the Lute guys, have such a strong bond with each other. Because while you are in school, it's important that you not only, you know, develop a tough shell, but at the same time, it's also incredibly important, Rob, that you learn how to play basketball, but also learn how to be a man in the process. And I think that that was something that maybe we took for granted a little bit during the Lute Olson era. And I'm excited to see what Tommy Lloyd does because just watching from Mark Few, and that's really the only thing that we can glean is just watching Mark Few and talking and Tommy Lloyd in the snippets we've seen. Mark Few is very much of that demeanor that, you know what, I will get on you from time to time. But when I get on you, you're going to know that I'm dead serious about it because it's not just me – continuously getting on you, and I am I think that you're going to see a lot of that right there from Tommy Lloyd, and that's what's going to be fun, especially going forward, because the Conference of Champions, as Bill Walton talked about, and we're going to preview that in just a second, what the uh, landscape might look like a little bit, has some interesting figures in there, and it's going to be fascinating to see where exactly Tommy Lloyd, from a personality perspective, kind of falls into rank.
0: I think that this is a, I'm wondering, and we can maybe get into this as far as a demeanor standpoint, he kind of fits more in with like, you know, some of the other better coaches that are in this, in this conference. We talk about a guy that has a good sideline demeanor. Mike is your boy from Crete. Mm -hmm. Dana Altman has great sideline demeanor in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, Also seems to build up a family uh, kind of perspective around his program. And that's not easy with a lot of the ins and outs that they've had. Uh, over the years, as far as transfers, you know, international players coming in, uh, guys leaving early, things like that, and and you hit on something that I think that, of course, it's difficult when you talk about the Dean Smith era of coaching, the Lute Olson era of coaching, and you kind of build up this camaraderie among your your players. I'm interested to see, or your thoughts on is that just an era thing? Do you think that you know these other schools like I guess Duke kind of has a family atmosphere around it too, but does Kentucky, does Carolina, I guess, to some extent, some of these teams that have guys that kind of come and go a lot. Has that been something that, is that one of the reasons that Roy Williams left is because he couldn't cultivate that anymore with just the way that basketball is played. So it's not necessarily maybe a knock on not having that family atmosphere here around Arizona as maybe just a, uh, the, The circumstances around college basketball in general
1: why don't we explore that and because i think that's a really good question but everybody out there knows how i consume built bars on a daily basis i consume these things like it's water in the sahara if i find one i am consuming that built bar and you know what I'm tired of talking about it. I'm going to get my guy Rob Lance into it. Rob's a guy that likes hitting the gym from time to time. And if Rob can do it, you can do it. And I guarantee you by this time next week, I will have had Rob Lance on a built bar. They come in a lot of different flavors. They're incredibly good. And I couldn't suggest him more. And just as importantly, if you wanted to ever place a wager on something as crazy as that, you might want to go to betonline.ag. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke. Okay, Rob, you made an interesting point about the family atmosphere and about what that's like. And you know what? I hadn't really thought a ton about that. But when you saw Gilbert Arenas' remarks about Tommy Lloyd, which I thought were a little unfair, but he still talked about how you don't want an assistant coach at the U of A learning on the job. That, to me, was really kind Even of— Even though we wanted Miles Simon for the job, who's been an assistant? Cor- Sorry. I yes, correct. Answer. Exactly. But the one thing, though, that I look at, though, and I still think these guys take an ownership in this program, These old, the old school guys, your Gills, your Richard Jeffersons, and some of them are skeptical of this hire, but it's not that they're skeptical because they don't want— Arizona basketball to succeed. I just don't think that they like how this process came to that player. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and bash Gil and I'm not going to sit here and bash Richard Jefferson, because I think that harbors back into an older era where guys in campus or excuse me, in the uh, NBA are proud of the school. Like I could totally see those guys rocking their U of a shorts if they were still playing. And to your point about, do you really see that anymore? I don't know. I think that that's kind of a that might be a little bit of a bygone era. And it's going to be something it'll be interesting to see how Tommy Lloyd does embrace that, because the U of A alumni is one of the most unique basketball alumni fan bases in the country, Rob.
0: Sorry, I got a trash compactor going in front of my house right now. You're waiting for that to go by uh, here before I answer that. But yeah, I think that it is because um, I think that's part of Lute Olson's legacy and even maybe even more so Bobby Olson's uh, legacy with those Arizona kids where you always heard about, you know, the pancakes and waffles that she would be making uh, for, for guys when they came in on recruiting trips or even when they were living here in town. I think that it's such a trans transitory sport now, especially now with the the transfer portal where you can get some guys that maybe are here two or three years uh, four years, maybe even, but I think that it's just maybe more of a bygone sort of era. And and is it because Miller's guys are still in the NBA and they're not? They don't have the positions uh, in the in the media that some of the more high profile Arizona players have. You know, I, I knew that they were upset that that Miller got let go. We saw some tweets from a lot of his former players, uh, but it didn't seem like they were like, you know, keep it in the family. It seemed like it was much more of an Olson sort of thing where I. I understand that, but I also I think whenever you see this sort of stuff, you can also see why some players are maybe too close to the situation right. uh, and don't see the full picture because they're just trying to, to have one of their guys um, get there. I understand the calls for a guy like, uh, like Damon Stoudemire. I thought that Jody on your show earlier this week laid out some great points about Jason Terry mm-hmm. um, being a candidate for the job. Um, but I don't see anything in their resume besides the fact that they played at Arizona that would give them an edge over Tommy Lloyd. Uh, I, I, if there was a guy out there, I mean, of course, if Steve Kerr wanted this job, you're going to go ahead and give it to him. You're going to do whatever you can move heaven and earth to get him on the Arizona sideline. But aside from him, Mike, there wasn't really another Arizona alum that I was saying, yes, you have to hire this guy, or this guy has to have, you know, maybe the number one position. Uh, Maybe things don't work out, but I think that if you look at all the candidates that were involved, Lloyd is probably the best one that you can get to, even if it is, quote unquote, outside of the family.
1: Yeah, and I think, honestly, that that's a little bit overblown. Now, I'm cool with an alumni if all things are close or all things are equal. Like, an example, when Roy Williams was called by North Carolina when they were in the mess after the Doherty reign. hey, dude, we need you to come back here. Well, that's a no duh. But it's not like they were calling Jared Haas. To come back or something from his assistant coaching position, you know, when he was at with Roy Williams or something to that effect. So I'm cool with the alumni factor. If it's close, I just hope these guys give him a chance. And I think that he also needs to realize, too, that this is a unique group of guys. And I talk more about the Olsen guys than I do the Miller guys, because it's the Olsen guys that I think really built and are totally invested in this program, where I think a lot of the Miller guys are more about Miller, not necessarily the U of A which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just a difference in era. But you need to reach out to RJ. You need to reach out to Gilbert Arenas. You need to reach out to Andre Iguodala, Steve Kerr, all of those type of guys. That's what you need to be able to do. And I think we're going to find out really quickly if he gets that aspect or not, Rob.
0: I think so, too. And the fact that, you know, Kerr was saying, hey, call me, I would love to have some input on this sort of thing. That was when the whole hiring process was going on. The fact that Lloyd had a Zoom call with some of these alum uh, that were able to attend is a, is a great step in the right direction, I think. And and one of the things that maybe we're, we're, we can hit on here, too, Mike, or one of the things that stood out to me just from seeing some of the quotes that have come out from that is we're talking about Miller era guys. We're talking about Lew, uh, Olsen era guys one of the things that Lloyd said in that meeting was I I just want Arizona to be a family. I don't want different era guys. I just, you know, I want it to be Arizona Um, which I think that, you know, maybe that's been an issue uh, here in the past where has Miller had guys from Arizona on his staff. Yeah. He's had Stoudemire and he had uh, Jason Terry, but you know, it seemed like there was almost this delineation between well put. the two eras. I mean, we were even talking about it here, and maybe it's because uh, just it is different eras, and it's such a delineation point um, in the history of Arizona basketball. But I thought that was really smart from Lloyd to say, you know, I just want it to be Arizona. I don't want it to be Olson. I don't want it to be Miller. I want it to be Arizona, and I thought that was a really, really important point. Important point that he made in that uh, in that discussion with the alums,
1: Rob. As always, we appreciate you coming on, my man, and we'll have you on again next week. Wanted to get your takes on the day after of the uh, Tommy Lloyd hire. And for uh, Rob Lance, I'm Mike Luke. You guys have a great weekend, and we'll be back with you Monday.